Indeed, all praise, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first and the last, our creator, our cherisher, our sustainer, our merciful and kind Lord, Salawat and salam be upon his final prophet and messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his pure family, noble companions, and all true believers until the very last day. Indeed, we are in the last week of this blessed month of Ramadan. It's only a day or two that is left for us. And we have mixed emotions right now. On one hand, we are so happy and glad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us and enabled us to be in this month of Ramadan, to witness its blessings, to observe all the beautiful rites and rituals that are true treasures of this blessed and holy month of Ramadan. But on the other hand, we are sad to realize and to see that it is going away. And maybe, perhaps, I felt a little bit like it. I hope some of you did so as well. A couple of nights ago, on Wednesday evening, mashallah, many of you came and the masjid was full. That is what fills my heart. To see a house of Allah being filled with worshippers who come with only one aim and purpose, to bow down and prostrate to Almighty Allah, to pray to Him with sincerity. I felt a little bit towards the end of the program and later on as if the time posed for us, so that we could make that extra supplication we intended to, but the dawn was more or less immediately breaking down. But perhaps there are not many moments that we feel like that, that we feel our time is blessed and filled with goodness and righteousness and many great things that we do and achieve as if we could, couldn't have done any of that without Allah's permission and tawfiq and Him putting the blessing, the barakah in our time. But whatever is left of the blessed month of Ramadan, let us make most of it. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha narrated to us, she told us, the messenger of Allah, our messenger, our prophet, our teacher, our role model, when the last 10 days of Ramadan came, entered, he would fold up his bedding as if he's not intending to have any sleep, any rest. And he would try to stay awake every single night in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Keep that night alive. Try to postpone the time from slipping away from your own hands. Make most of it and choose the very best times. 
When your prayer and your hands being raised towards the heavens will make a true difference in your own life and the life of those that you like and love. He tried to keep his nights alive. And he also kept reminding his family members to do the same. Why? Because the chosen one wanted good for everyone else, maybe even more than what he wanted for himself. He knew very well that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most kind and the most generous, the most giving. He had that eternal beautiful attribute of generosity before he created anything and before there was any need to give or to express your kindness and generosity. Our messenger knew that and he knew every other amazing attribute and quality of our cherisher and sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he wanted to resemble his Lord as much as he could in his own behavior and conduct. And he showed that perhaps at its best value in the blessed month of Ramadan. That is why his companions narrated to us that the Prophet indeed was the best of all people. And they mean in every sense of the word in every aspect of our behavior. But he was the most kind and generous of all people, they told us. And then even more so during the blessed month of Ramadan. So I feel it is my duty to acknowledge your contributions, your acts of generosity. As Surah Al-Ma'un teaches us, it is those little acts of kindness when put together that equal barakah, blessing. How many a time we sat down with our brothers and sisters and we had a meal and it was a few of us. And the food was more or less the same as the two of us ate. But we all felt quite full, nourished, fed. But when I ate on my own or just with one or two people, it didn't feel as much. We actually ate more than eight of us. But it didn't seem to have the same barakah. Why? Because when the eight of us ate together, even though there was just a tiny bit more of food, Allah put barakah in it. And we bonded for Allah's sake. And he brought our hearts together. And there is no other that can do that but him. Capital H. Allah. Allah, the Almighty. If you and I were to have every single resource that is available on the face of this earth and every single power that is there and every single say that is there, every veto, and we wanted to bring two people together, we won't be able to do so unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the permission. 
And he taught this very lesson, our beloved messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa When he was making him uncomfortable, anxious, seeing some of his close family members and relatives not following his teaching, and he wants to bring them all together. Allah said, you cannot do that. But Allah with his mercy, with his ample mercy, can and does that. The blessed month of Ramadan is a wonderful opportunity for any Muslim community to come together, to be more united, to live solidarity in this blessed and sacred month of Ramadan, and then to keep it beyond. So the adab that I mentioned four weeks ago that we wanted in our anticipation for this blessed month of Ramadan that is our most precious guest, I believe so, for Ramadan, we had to keep up during the blessed month of Ramadan. The right manner, the etiquettes that are expected of a true loyal servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a slave that is grateful to Allah, that is sincere, that is humble. We had to keep that adab during the entire month of Ramadan, but I will say this, and beyond, and beyond the blessed month of Ramadan, as indeed, if none of the spirit that we feel right now carries beyond the Maghrib of the last minute of the blessed month of Ramadan, then I'm afraid the lesson I emphasized four weeks ago, perhaps that you may attain taqwa, piety, we didn't get so. Or we got a bit, but it didn't stay with us as a permanent trait, which we wanted. And I told you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his kindness and care for us and his divine wisdom, he wanted us to fast for the entire month, not just one day in the year or two, for the entire month and day after day, so that we develop this trait of piety, that will benefit us immensely in our lives, in whatever we do in this worldly life and for as long as we live. But not only there, it will be with us and it will shield us and protect us in our graves. And when the things unfold in the hereafter, we will be able to recognize and realize what is going on with ease, without much difficulty and hesitation. And we will be happy that we develop taqwa by fasting, by observing this unique and truly spiritual practice and everything else that makes this particular month truly holy and sacred and blessed for us. And hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singled it out as our month, the month of the Ummah, 
And is it? And what have we done for the ummah of our beloved Prophet ﷺ in this month? Was it again all about our own individual, spiritual or otherwise growth? Or was it about us as a community or us as a nation that is honored to be part of the ummah of Allah's chosen one, Allah's last and final prophet and messenger? Answer yourselves. I'll leave you there to think about it. There's still time. If you felt that you didn't do anything for our brothers and sisters in Palestine, you can still do that in this blessed month of Ramadan. Or anywhere else that you feel you could have made some change, this is a wonderful time to do so. And you will be rewarded immensely, I'm telling you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that. So adab in anticipation for during and beyond Ramadan is the first lesson. The second one, I would say, is moderation, balance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ya, ya Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dear brothers and sisters, He imposes obligations upon us for our own benefit and good. When he is telling us to give up something in this blessed month of Ramadan, just think about it. How much good does that do for you? Your, your willpower. When you have a good willpower, you can do loads of great things. You are strong. Nobody can mess about with you, play with you. Allah is training us to become stronger, more serious in anything we do and say. He wants us always to aim high and go for lofty things. Stop talking about people, even children. Think of great ideas and projects that you can do before it's too late. In Ramadan, by giving up what we usually take for granted, it's a huge lesson that tells us we can always make extra effort and time. We don't even think that we can, but we can. We are quite resilient in that sense and extremely intelligent creatures, beings. Who gave us all those abilities? No other but Allah. But yet, when we fast in the blessed month of Ramadan and we give up on food and drinks from the dawn until the sunset and fulfilling our lower desires at that same time, we really then understand our very dependence on our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and our limitations. At the same time, we understand that we are much more strong than what we otherwise thought. We are much more resilient. But yet we understand that we depend on Allah and therefore we become humble in our efforts. And when you and I are humble, when we are trying our best and hardest, only then we produce the very best. The sweetest of results are attained when you do something with moderation. And that is why I would say 
a huge lesson that Ramadan has to offer each and every one of us is to strike the balance in whatever we do, including the acts of worship. Yeah, we intensified and worshiped much more than outside of Ramadan. But again, we might have we might have developed what we say is the right balance in giving our time and thinking to Allah, our creator, and our religion, and then time to our family, and then time to our business job, and then time to this dunya, and then some time to rest, and some time like that. We figured it out. We figured it out. And if the Prophet ﷺ intended to stay awake all night, what did I say about blessings in our time and deeds? You can have a little nap after Zuhr, 10 minutes, 7 minutes, you never know. It might be a reset of 7 hours that you usually get at other times if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed so for your body to, to rest and have a reset that it's needed for it. But he will never cause you any kind of unease or destruction. That is a promise by Allah. And he never fails in his promise. So moderation in everything, my brothers and sisters. Especially when it comes to food and drinks. And maybe here I can add sleeping, but also worship. Because if you and I went out of this blessed month of Ramadan, but we didn't develop that other trait which is needed for a true believer, and that is to be consistent in our deeds, perseverance, that we want to be steadfast, istiqama it's called. Believe and worship, but we want to be steadfast, firm on it and carry on. Then again something was wrong with our intentions or our efforts. But I hope inshallah ta'ala, this blessed month of Ramadan, we have got even better clarity and vision in whatever we do and we have improved inshallah ta'ala in every aspect of our being, spiritually, in our mind, with our bodies as well, but also we have improved all the family and other ties uh, that, that depend on us, inshallah ta'ala. So indeed, moderation in everything. So if we said, when you break your fast, it's supposed to be a meal to break your fast, not a feast, beyond Ramadan you can do the same thing. And if we said, make sure it's a wholesome, healthy uh, meal for the pre-dawn meal for sahur, why not have a healthy breakfast? If I said, don't have cereal, sugary cereal or biscuits, have some fruit or something like that, go beyond Ramadan, you will see the difference, inshallah ta'ala. So hunger of fasting indeed feeds our souls and teaches us many lessons. And so do our prayers and our worship towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this blessed month of Ramadan, like any other in the past, and we pray to Allah for many more to come in our lives, was the wonderful golden opportunity to grow and develop spiritually, mentally, and physically indeed, and to gain really unique traits that we want to cherish and have and we want to occupy our hearts in this blessed month of Ramadan and beyond. Why? Because we want to be at more peace. We want to be present. 
we want to live in the moment. So I will end this little khutbah with a story. I hope, inshallah, it will be uh, useful for all of us. Not so many years after the Prophet's demise, in the first century after uh, the Prophet's demise, there was a ruler, I don't want to name anybody really on purpose, a Muslim ruler, Amir, who in the month of Ramadan went out with his army and, and, and his advisors, ministers, counselors, and traveling in the desert. And one day he prepared a lunch, food, and he said, invite one of my advisors to have a lunch with me. So they sent out somebody to call this advisor and he came to the ruler, he had to obey him, he was his uh, superior. And he came and he said, okay, sit down and have a lunch with me, we have to talk about something. And the advisor said to his ruler, I'm afraid I cannot join you for this meal, for that lunch. Because someone who is more generous and kind than you has already invited me and I've accepted their invitation. He said, who is that? I'm the ruler, you know, like, I'm your superior. Who is more kind than me? All the treasures, all the keys are with me. He said, Allah Almighty is more generous than you. And he asked me, he invited me to fast in the month of Ramadan, and I can do so even when I'm on a travel. It's a permission to break, but I can fast if I wanted to. I obliged to that invitation rather than yours. The ruler was upset. Uh, one of my advisors, I can sack him just like that. How dare he say something like that? And then he said to him, fine, I understand that, but don't you see how hot it is a day today? How could you fast? Isn't that difficult? And we are on a journey, traveling. He said, I am fasting because I want to shield myself and protect myself from a day which is much hotter and more difficult than this day of our journey. And I want to prepare for it in the best possible way. He said, okay, but why don't you break today and you can make up for this day, another day, when it's not so hot, when we are not traveling and outside of Ramadan. And then the advisor says to his ruler, I would have done so only if someone could guarantee me that I would be alive tomorrow. And then the ruler said, indeed, only Allah knows that. Only Allah can make sure we wake up tomorrow. So he said, don't ask that of me. Don't humiliate me. And indeed it is like that. And he also told him, I couldn't resist this beautiful, delicious food. And the advisor said to him, oh my ruler, food is only delicious because Allah blessed you with good health and taste to taste delicious food. Otherwise, when you are sick, I'm telling you, no food, no drink goes into your mouth. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep sustaining us, nourishing us and cherishing us. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the tawfiq 
to fast what's left of this blessed month of Ramadan. And we pray to him to accept all of our fasts so far and to accept all of our prayers and worship in this blessed month of Ramadan. And we pray to him to forgive us our sins, our mistakes, and our shortcomings, and to grant us the highest level in Jannah, inshallah ta'ala, and admission through the gates of Rayyan, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum, fa astaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafoor.